Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. What do you do on a windy, 25-degree below zero wind chill day? We're all hovering by the fireplace. It's cold outside, and it's snowing. You're supposed to get a foot of snow? Between 4 and 12 inches, they're saying. That's the first round. Yeah, that's just tonight into tomorrow morning. It's been decades since we've had that much snow. Yeah. So we may have to practice our skills. So we're going to cook that stuff. Cook that stuff? Yeah. Meemaw's been cooking. I have in the studio with me my lovely wife, Diane Cooper. Hi, everybody. Great, great, great cook. We're going to talk about down the, down the line a little bit here. I also have Benton Stevenson, her offspring. Hello. My youngest offspring. Your youngest offspring. And best. And, and best. best. <laughs> uh, some might argue that point. His other siblings might. <laughs> <laughs> but what a great, great days. A lot of people probably hate the cold and hate the snow, but there's not much we can do about it. But hey, we got wood on the porch. We've got a big fireplace, got it roaring, and big fat labs laying in front of the fireplace, and three or four cats running around the house. So exciting times here in the Cooper household. But we are well fed. There's none of us, I think, that are underweight. But uh, Diane has been a, a great force in this family when it comes to cooking. If I can get her to cook, I uh, I do most of the cooking. She works outside the home, so Benton and I often have dinner on the table. But, boy, we throw a party when she does cook. We've been so happy today. What was it you made today? Soup. I made potato soup. Oh, well, cheesy ham and potato soup. Yeah, and it's not just ordinary potato soup. Mm-hmm. Oh, great stuff. Uh, I mean, are you allowed to give away the secret recipe? I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to kill a lot of people. A lot of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> Tell us about it. It's it's a really simple recipe. Uh, you just want to uh, dice up some potatoes, celery, carrots, and onions. Boil those in some chicken broth. Once your potatoes are nice and tender, you take some, put some butter in a skillet, melt it, put some flour in there, and whisk it around. When that's all melted and it's cooked a little bit you pour your milk in there while you're whisking so you don't get lumps and you whisk that until it's nice and thick and then you add your cheese as much cheese as you want i use a mexican blend you can use cheddar whichever and you whisk that until the cheese is melted and then you pour it in that boiling soup and mix it around and just cook it until it's thick enough for you and it always gets thicker and better tasting the next day but it's good it's uh-huh. good when it's fresh. Do you think ours will really last till the next day? <laughs> well, I, I put less than a half a pot in the refrigerator, so, so we've put a pretty good dent in it already. Wow. Well, I'm going to have to have a huge bowl at midnight because I can't eat anything after midnight tonight because I got a little hospital visit in the morning. So, hey, 
I'm going to go into midnight in good shape. There you go. <laughs> so Benton, don't eat all the soup before midnight. <laughs> I'll leave you a little bit, like a coffee cup, maybe two. <laughs> but I got Benton, you've I spent a lot of time with you, uh, your mother over the years. Was she always a good cook? Uh, as far as I can remember, yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite recipe? What was the favorite thing that she made when you were a child? Uh, I always liked the spaghetti and the chili. The chili was always good. Oh, the chili is still good. It's world class. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of chili in my lifetime. And, and uh, I don't, I'm not saying it's just because she's sitting here with a big stick in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> she really does make great chili. I can't tell you how many times I made, had her make chili and I take it to deer camps and places like that, you know. And it never lasts long, particularly on a cold day. You get a cold deer camp or one of those really chilly turkey camps we've been to. We like froze Raven to death a couple of years ago. It's a granddaughter of ours. We stayed in a cabin that was being built and was not insulated yet. It was very cold. It's very cold. Yeah. You see turkeys gobble, his breath would frost and fall to the ground. Ooh. You could hear the icicles break. <laughs> But what good times, though, but the common denominator in all these camps is always good, good food, you know. I don't know anybody that doesn't like to eat. You know, you you obviously see some of us that eat more than others, but uh, most people uh, do really like to eat. But, uh, hey, we eat good here in in the Cooper household, and uh, always in the wintertime, one of my favorite things to eat is soups and chilies, and, boy, we just keep some going all the time. I can remember... Many decades ago, when I was a park superintendent, lived in a little park, wasn't making a lot of money, but I uh, I kept the soup going for almost a month. You know, some of those soups, you can just keep adding stuff to them. If I had leftover green beans, a little bit of corn or something, and went in the soup pot, just kept adding some stock, I'd come up. I started out with deer meat, I think, before it was over. At the end of the month, I was adding hamburger. I'd run out of deer meat. <laughs> but flavorful. And, you know, everybody's always talking about, particularly outdoorsmen, talk about the fact that food is so much better in the outdoors. And I think often that's true because uh, uh, we put, I like to put those soups and stews and stuff in a cast iron pot, you know, and sitting over a, a campfire, just coals and it simmers. But I think you pick up a little bit of that smoky flavor. And, too, when you've, had cast iron as long as I have it, it's got a little flavor in the cast iron, I think, because you never really, if you take care of your cast iron correctly, you never really scrub that stuff, you know, with a, like a steel wool or anything, anything like that. But I got to ask you, Miss Diane, how, you know, cooking all these years, what's your favorite dish to make? In the wintertime, I'm talking about. In the wintertime, probably my homemade chicken noodle soup. Oh, can we have that tomorrow? <laughs> well, you guys want chili? You want chili? <laughs> but you finish up the t- potato soup, and I'll make chili. And if you finish that up and it's still cold outside, I'll make you all some homemade chicken noodle soup. Hey, we're going to have chicken noodle soup within three days, but nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but what great fun. But uh, we talk every Thursday edition or episode here on Living the Dream Outdoor podcast about cook that stuff and uh There's an endless supply of topics to talk about, and quite often Frank Cox, our guru, talks about smoking and that sort of thing, uh, barbecuing. But uh, I think he's froze in. I haven't heard from him at all, so I don't know what's going on with Frank. So, Frank, we're talking soups today, buddy. I hope hope you get to listen to us and hope you get as hungry about us talking about soups as we do when you're talking smoking and barbecue. But uh, move along in the program just a little bit. I'd like to... uh, 
uh, kind of review an old topic. In 1999, I came out with a, an outdoor celebrities cookbook. Now, actually, what gave me the idea, I was doing radio programs down at Bass Pro Shop in Springfield, Missouri. That's back when that was the only uh, Bass Pro in the country. And they'd have a spring fishing classic and a fall hunting classic. And all the big names in the outdoors would come in uh, to the store for seminars. And this event would usually last three or four days. So Bass Pro was kind enough to set me up in an office and line me up with all these celebrities and I was just doing general outdoor programming, but it was fascinating how many of these folks talked cooking. A lot of these great outdoor ones are also great, great cooks. So I came up with the idea to do an outdoor celebrity cookbook, and I left Bass Pro that last uh, weekend, and I uh, sent out about 200 letters of invitation for people to ask them to participate in a cookbook, and I had 80 responses within two weeks, and that was enough to make a cookbook. All my writer buddies kind of... Looked down her nose at me and told me nobody would send me any recipes. But what I didn't tell my good buddies was that it offer, offered anyone who would participate a page in the back of the book for their biography or to promote their business. worked extremely well. And on the cover, it's a real attractive book. I think it was Memphis uh, Cookbook Company that did this book for me. It's a hardback, spiral-bound, so it lays out flat on the uh, kitchen counter and on the front of this book uh, there's four outdoor celebrities jerry martin who of course still works at bass pro shops and uh head of their hunting division i think bill jordan of realtree keith gavias one of the hottest uh walleye fishermen in the country and of course mark drury of drury outdoors and i actually work some for those guys now uh with deercast which is a very popular uh, app that all of us use all year round if we're crazy enough about deer hunting. On the back uh, cover is uh, Will Primos, well-known name in the outdoors for decades, Larry Wysoon, Don Charging, Chad Shearer, Alex Rutledge from home state of Missouri, and also Stacy King. Uh, he's always been on the Bass Pro fishing team. But you think these guys and gals didn't send some fabulous recipes? It's just unreal. But I was flabbergasted by what the most common recipe uh, was that was sent, the critter. Guess. Benton, guess. Most common critter that's cooked in the recipes. Yeah, that these guys sent me recipes for. Um, okay, so it, it can't be like deer or turkey or something obvious. Well, uh, it could be. Could be. Could be, but um, may not be. I'm going to throw out a guess of squirrel. Hey, close. It was a rodent. Yeah? Beaver. Oh. Beaver. Oh. Everybody thought they had the corner on the market for beaver recipes. I got dozens of them. I think I put eight or ten of them in the book. But, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And beaver really is good. I've had, I've had beaver before. Have you? Yeah. And even if you read the old accounts of the trappers that first, you know, settled the West here and everything, beaver tail was a pretty common thing that they, they would eat. The tail? Even the tail. Yes, they sure would. I hear that that's a delicacy in some yeah, upscale restaurants. It, well, the tail, uh, I think, had a lot of fat in it, which they really needed. But the, the meat, I've had barbecue beaver more than once. Pretty good stuff. Is it is it oily? I mean, you would think it'd be in a water dwelling. Well, uh, not as much as you might uh, think so. I mean, you got to prepare it like any other meat, handle it correctly, and in some cases cook it a long time or put it in a, a a pressure cooker, that sort of thing. That's what I usually did. You can take a pressure cooker. Some of these modern conveniences that you've got, and you could take your boot and turn it into something edible. I think you know, if you wouldn't recommend that. But well, if cook, if cook it long enough, not not too bad. But uh, the outdoor celebrities cookbook did really well for me. Bass Pro sold it for me, of course, and uh, printed five thousand copies. About eighteen months I was out. Want the reprint? 
cost had tripled in 18 months, printing costs. So I didn't redo this book, but got an idea right now. We're talking about uh, bringing a book back out, maybe in a paperback edition or an e-book. We haven't decided yet, but we're going to tie it into Living the Dream Outdoors for sure, both the uh, podcast and the TV show. So something to look forward to down the road. But, uh, you know, I've been involved in cooking for decades, and I actually wrote a column for the Outdoor Guide magazine out in St. Louis for over a uh, a decade called the Gravel Bar Gourmet that was very limited in its scope because I could only use stuff where I cooked on a gravel bar. And it's amazing, you know, I, when I first started floating, I was like everybody else floating and camping on the rivers. I took a lot of hot dogs and ho-hos, you know. Uh, hey, hot dogs and chocolate, man, that's the way to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our first date you cooked for me on the on the gravel bar. What did I cook? You cooked me steak fajitas. Hey, that's still, oh. that is my favorite and easiest recipe for a wholesome meal. Uh, I know a lot of times I drift down the river in, uh, with Damon Spurgeon, a cardiac mountain outfitters, and his drift boat. He may have a fly fisherman up front. I'm along filming and taking photographs and that sort of thing. But uh, I always volunteer to cook on the gravel bar, and they've never turned me down. So steak fajitas is usually what I cook, you know. You can chop whatever meat you, you got up or beef, deer, whatever, and saute it real quick, brown it. Uh, throw a few vegetables in there, whatever you like. You know, I usually throw the uh, all peppers. I usually have green and yellow and red peppers because that gives it a lot of color and mushrooms and just uh, sometimes carrots, whatever, just vegetables, whatever you want. Stir it all up and put it together. Take a, I like to take a round tortilla shell and throw it over the top of the little skillet and warm it up right quick, slather it with uh, sour cream. Sour cream, yeah, a great white stuff, you know, and yeah. then slap all that stuff on, just roll it up. And, oh, my goodness. You're forgetting something. What did I forget? The sprinkle of the little gravel bar sand. Well, yeah, I was holding that for a punchline, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did That's, I steal your thunder? Hey, secret to all my recipes out on the river is just a little pinch of sand because you're going to get it in food one way or another, so you just, well, at it hey what great fun we're having here in the cold weather at least we're warm sitting in by the fireplace and uh, we'll encourage you try something new when you're cooking you know get a hold of a good outdoor cookbook there's lots of them on the market these days if you want to try something new particularly in the outdoors uh, there's always plenty of options and you know what we're living the dream we're in where it's warm bellies are full dogs and cats are happy and it is a great dream right here in the woods of the Ozarks of Missouri. And we encourage you, don't give up on your outdoor dreams either. I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. 
It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.